Today I want to talk about self-acceptance and um, how to do it and how to do it in a way that's not pretentious or ego-centered or, you know, that turns you into a jerk, really, because um, there's the self-entitlement uh, and that underbelly of um, self-acceptance that is often misunderstood. So the first most important thing of achieving self-acceptance is really realizing what is the um, the model, the, the ideal self that you're trying to live into. So like it or not, every one of us has an ideal self that we're trying to live into. Uh, who who are you trying to be? Like why why are you trying to be this way? Um, I'm not sure exactly when I figured out over years and years of. I think it, it probably began with a Michael Mead and his work. Um, where he sort of introduced me to the idea of um, how a gnarled, um, you know, just completely worked piece of uh, wood, driftwood, um, is, is flawed, but it's incredibly beautiful in its flaw. And I realized at that point in my life, over that and a number of other things, that um, it was more important to figure out who you already are. And in my case... I was an incredibly social person. Um, I love talking to people. I'm making these videos. I'm I'm kind of out there on my sleeve, and and that's where I have the most vitality and energy. And in combination with my 30-day uh, solo, I realized that I no longer had to try to conquer this quote-unquote weakness of mine. That I needed to embrace who I was and who I am is someone who's incredibly social. So. And that happens however it happens when you're growing up. So the point of self-acceptance is to figure out what is the ideal or who are you trying to become and why are you trying to become that. You know, for me, it was really the wealth and, and the, uh, the women. I wanted wealth and women. Now, I'm also a compassionate, nice guy who believes in fairness and taking care of nature. So I didn't want to um, do that in a way that was harmful. But I still saw this strong silent type as really the individual song silent type who didn't need any support. I still saw that as an ideal that I needed. Um, and, you know, to this day, I still am very drawn to people who are that way. But now I appreciate that it's not my innate character. It's just a little piece over here. It's a little piece over here that, that comes up. And I have those moments of it, but I'm no longer trying to put myself into that identity anymore. I'm just accepting it as it evolves. And it ebbs and flows. Some days I'm more um, strong, silent type. Some days I'm way more social. But I'm predominantly way more social. So at that point in my life, that's when my life started to open up. You shouldn't be really focusing on all your weaknesses and trying to fix them. Um, that's a very mediocre life. All the greats throughout history really delved into what who they were and what they were great at and exploited that to the maximum degree inside of their values. So for me, I value nature, I value fairness, um, I value kindness, I value compassion, I value empathy, um, and I value health and I value strength. So I, all those things I'm trying to put in to this um, strength that I have of being very social and being very vocal. Um, so... Uh, so the point is, the point is that you have to ask that question, who am I trying to be? And more importantly, well, equally importantly, why am I trying to be that person? Because there's something you want. You know, I wanted the women and I wanted the wealth 
And I wanted the health. I wanted those three things. Women, wealth, and health. I wanted those things. I wanted to feel good, uh, and I wanted those graphics. And so, but I have a beautiful partner. I have now a beautiful child. None of those things would have happened had I not learned to accept myself. And the interesting thing that happens when you start crossing the bridge from trying to become something that you're not to figuring out who you are and becoming more of it, um, you start to become more attractive. Self-acceptance and personal power are the two most attractive things out there. To simplify it, again, ask that question. Who are you trying to be? And then you got to begin the process of who am like, what do I value and what are my strengths? And so, and what really lights me up? So being alone, doing stuff in front of a computer doesn't light me up. This is about as close to alone as I get. I'm alone in my sauna and I'm making a video that I'm putting out into the world. So I'm alone, but I'm not. I'm projecting what I'm doing into the world so it feels inspiring and enlightening to me. If I were to be trying to make this video for myself, I'd be dead. It'd be flat. It wouldn't work for me. It's not who my fundamental character is. Um, another thing I think is very important is that you know we, we, we inherit these ideas of what it's okay to want. Total fucking horseshit when it comes to personal development. As long as they're aligned with your values, you know, like your core values, you know, I, I stated mine earlier, like nature, fairness, uh, compassion, um, uh, nature, fairness, compassion, those are the biggies. I also value strength and health. Um, but those, those five things, it doesn't matter what I want as long as they're consistent with those five things. Point is, is it doesn't matter what the outside world says you should want, it matters what you say inside you should want. Um, my only caveat for that is that if you think that you're going to harm others or you're not actually making the world a better place, then you need to question that. I think that's pretty much it. You know, there's, it's really pretty simple, not easy, but simple. Figure out who you're trying to be. If you're not experiencing self-acceptance and developing your own strengths and then surrounding yourself with people that, um, that are filling in the gaps that you have. You know, I'm not a paperwork person. I'm not an accountant. So I fill in the gaps with people around me that have those kind of skills. If you're not exercising your strengths and your values and, and making them better, and then moving your weaknesses sort of out to the side, Sure, you got to learn how to balance your checkbook if that's, you know, if that's causing you pain. You got to do those little things, but for the most part, most of your energy should be focused on accentuating your strengths. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then the other part of that asking who you're trying to become, sort of discovering those cultural and family influences that are pushing you into this idea. At first it's going to be kind of hard. You're not going to be able to see it if you haven't already done this work. It's going to be kind of blind to you. You're just going to be think like, "Oh, this is who I need to be." Um, but the truth is, is that 90% of the time, no, 100% of the time, what you inherited as an ideal was a completely random construct that came from your family's unconscious and your cultural unconscious, and then historical and educational things that you may have been, uh, may have been exposed to. So for most of us, we didn't have parents that were able to sort of craft that in the best way and give us the best influences. They just sort of, they just sort of landed there and now we're sort of swimming out of it. So, so discover what all those influences are and then start to peel them away. You, we have these all over the world. We have these in uh, cultural stuff. We have these in the way we relate to career, the way we relate to neighbors, the way we relate to friends, all of that stuff. So you got to take all of those narratives that are already there, dissect them, get rid of the ones you don't want, and then add your values to them. You know, compassion, integrity, 
value for nature, um, empathy, whatever yours are. Uh, and then, and that's the process. Uh, I highly recommend writing thing, writing it down. You know, it may take you writing it down ten times, but eventually you'll get to a place where you develop enough awareness and you'll realize. Uh, one thing besides writing it down is expose yourself to new information. Um, I had to peel myself out of a, a mental paradigm of lack. So I used to think in very much of lack terms around relationships. I would think that there was, you know, the one or something like that, and that there was, you know, just it was a needle in a haystack, and I was never going to find her. And then, so for about two years prior to my relationship, I kept transforming that narrative and exposing myself to, you know, how many women there were on the planet, how many available women there were on the planet, all these different types of women that might be interested in somebody like me who's more social and more, um, more outgoing and kind of, you know, a little rough around the edges, not like sort of refined and straight. Um, and... And that's, you know, maybe a billion. I don't know. It's, it's a lot, though. And so I, I had to peel those narrative beliefs out. And those narrative beliefs came from the social structure, the family structure, and then the information structure that I had put myself into. So a great way to start peeling those out is to start digesting information, whether it be from YouTube videos, whether it be from books, whether it be from um, alternative news Sites. I'm not talking about um, alternative news in the conservative sense, but ones that are more aligned with something that um, makes sense for you in terms of what you want. Um, it needs to make sense for you. One of the problems that people face in the spiritual world is they think like, oh, I can just fake it till I make it when it comes to my beliefs. Beliefs don't work that way. You've got to latch on to little beliefs that start chinking away the big belief. You need to just sort of accept the process of, of peeling away layers of stuff that was just laid, just just built on top of you when you were this little kid, and now you got to peel away each one until you get down to who you really are. One more one more idea about this getting to who you are. The who you are thing again is one of those paradox wisdoms. You are never solid. You know we are. At, we are, um, you know, for lack of a better term, quantum particles. We are, our fundamental nature is changing, 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 changing. But the apparent and physical level reality that we have to deal with is the hardwiring of our brain, the hardwire of our emotional body, and how that interplays with our ability to change, to change the plasticity of the brain and to change the fundamental nature of how we're wired into the matrix. So... At the same time, I'm saying discover who you are and become more of that. Also know that that's fluid. That can change. And you can change that. The point, the problem is, is when you try to change it into something that was culturally or familiarly sort of imposed on top of you. That doesn't work. You have to sort of organically find it from the inside and then see what you're, what you're becoming and then let that become more of who you are. Please subscribe if you like the content and want more, and go to the website. Thanks for watching. Have a great day.